0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. First verse, and you've been such a great audience this week, you've really been, um, fun to preach to if i can say that okay i'd normally you know sometimes a preacher can feel alone and awkward but you guys have been very welcoming even after uh, last night's confrontational and difficult word you received it like a champion and we just entered into the presence of God and the lord just moved in a great way and i'm thankful for that i'm thankful for for you and and for your great man of god and uh, this entire family brother and sister McGee are just just great friends of ours. That's always refreshing, you know. I got sick um, a couple years ago. Actually, my wife and I both got sick um, at the same time, and um, we were just battling this sickness. and And we really got low on fluids. We didn't realize how how low we were until a nurse actually came to our travel trailer and checked us out. and And instantly, she realized that we needed some some fluids. So she went and got a couple of IV bags and. And I, I, I'd never been hooked up to one of those things before. I didn't know the miracle of this, this idea. But man, when i never forget when she hung that thing up and put that... In my Man, it just... My whole life turned around. My eyes came open. I felt great. And I, I have found out lately that, that being around some ministers are like that. They're just like a great big uh, bag of fluid. An IV bag that just really, really goes... To 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 strengthen and to helping you, and they they really, they really honestly they 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 really strengthen people you know and it takes a special person to be able to strengthen someone else and I thank God for someone who has that kind of life. Anybody have anybody like that in your life that you get around and you just feel better once you walk away from them? I feel that way about brother and sister McGee today, and uh, I appreciate them very much and love their ministry and appreciate their families and uh, we're going to go to the word of the Lord we're gonna go to the book of Acts the first chapter and the first verse I guess I could have said that better than a big bag of fluid but hey you win some and lose some thank you Lord I really feel impressed to talk to you about this this morning the book of Acts the first uh, chapter of the book of Acts and uh, we're going to start reading at verse number one, and I, I have found that, 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 you know, when the enemy really challenges me on something, when I, when I feel a, an, an attack, especially against myself personally, most of the time, he is trying to divert me, uh, detour me from, from, from what the Lord would have for us to say, and I, I feel very much so that the Lord has spoken this to me, and, and i be honest with you, I fought last night and this morning uh, about this subject, so we're going to get into the word of the Lord Very quickly, the book of Acts, chapter 1, and verse number 1, the Bible said the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, through the Holy Ghost, he had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive. Everyone say alive. alive. To whom also he showed himself alive after... His passion. Everyone say that with me. After his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith, He Ye have heard of me. Verse five says. Verse five says. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. I want to read verse 3 one more time. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. After his passion, or you can also translate that as after his suffering. After his suffering. My my message to you today is simply after his passion. After his passion. I want to tell you about a power that's beyond his death. We're going to pray and ask the Lord to help us today. Because we need to be, we, we need power. We need to be an empowered generation more than just a forgiven generation but an empowered generation a power to change life a power to to help one another let's let's ask the lord right now to help us so if you can i want you to put your bibles aside i want you to lift up both your hands and just ask the lord to help us father we're so thankful for this precious gift we're thankful for the holy ghost that's in this room today God, I want you to speak to our hearts, God. I know that there are guests with us today. And, Lord, you want to speak to them, Lord. Help me to obey you and preach your word, Lord, like you would have me to preach it today. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray, Lord, that you would touch us and help us, Lord, in a mighty way. God, we need your touch. We need your strength. We need your power. Uh, We need your anointing to direct us in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask you to help us, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. And everybody say, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands under the Lord and you may be seated. Thank you for standing. The Passion of the Christ, sometimes referred to as The Passion, is a 2004 American drama film directed by Mel Gibson. It depicts the passion of Jesus largely according to the New Testament, Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The passion of the Christ covers the final 12 hours of Jesus' life, beginning with the agony in the garden and ending with a brief depiction of his resurrection. Flashbacks of Jesus as a child and a young man with his mother, giving the Sermon on the Mount, teaching the 12 apostles, and at the Last Supper was also included. The film was a major commercial hit, grossing in excess of six hundred million dollars during its the- theatrical release, becoming the highest-grossing non-English language film of all time. The film has also been, <coughs> excuse me, highly controversial, and has some mixed reviews. I'm not. I don't know here today if you were, if you watched it or not, or even how you feel about the film itself, or even watching the film. But in 2004, many people in our world witnessed a violent recreation of the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the film very briefly, and I say that lightly, briefly showed a glimpse into. His resurrection. And we all know that there's more to this story than just a glimpse of His resurrection. There's more to it than just His death. As powerful as His death was, it didn't stop at His death. The work does not stop at His death. Most people will try to conclude to let it be done at His death, but His work did not stop at at his death. The process didn't stop at his death. The final words that he said can be found in John 19 and 30 where the scripture says when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Notice clearly what Jesus has said and don't misquote him. He didn't say I am finished. Jesus said, it is finished. Now, the enemy would have loved his last words to have said, I am finished. But it did not say, I am finished. Jesus said, it is finished. What Jesus was saying was, this season is done. This part of the story is completed. He was faithful to the cause to his last breath. And as necessary as his death was, and how important every little detail was, the ending was not the cross. And salvation cannot stop at the cross. For the Bible says, the same Bible that talks about his birth, the same Bible that talks about his death, according to the word of God, the Bible says, after his passion, he showed himself alive with many infallible proofs. According to Matthew 28 and 11, the Bible says, Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came in the city and showed unto the chief priest all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while, he, while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you So they took the money and did as they were taught. This saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. What you are witnessing here is an attempt to cover up the resurrection of Jesus Christ. These guards and soldiers came trembling with the truth. What had taken... uh, uh, about the truth of what had been taking place, but the priest did not want the truth to get out, so they tried to cover up the truth. Can you imagine this? The chief priest in this position, after hearing the chilling account of the security personnel to announce to the world the truth, the fact that Jesus was alive, the fact that he was the Messiah, the fact that he was the Son of God. But the sad reality is they attempted to stop the truth. They wanted the conclusion to be a grimace death on a cross. They wanted it to be finished at the cross instead of Him saying, it is finished. They wanted Him to be finished. To send a message that we stopped Him. To send a message that His ministry is over. But how many knows truth has a strange way of always coming to surface? They can pay off the soldiers. They can attempt to drown the truth. But the truth always has a way of coming forward. You can put the truth in a grave, but it will not stay there. You can nail it to a cross, wrap it and put it in a tomb, but it will rise. He said, Jesus said, destroy this temple. And in three days... I will raise it up again. And see, the enemy is still trying to keep it at the cross. He's trying to limit Christianity with people that never make it beyond the cross. Now I am preaching that the power of cross is that the preaching of the cross is power. It is life. It is what it is and we cannot take from that. But we are missing out if we conclude our salvation at the cross and not go after his passion. Could you imagine what would have happened if the chief priest would have accepted the truth? and proclaimed Him as the Savior that He was. Israel would have possibly accepted Jesus Christ as their Messiah, and He would already be reigning on earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. But if they would have accepted them, then, it would have left you and I out. How many times do we read in the Scriptures that their rejection of truth opened up the door for the Gentiles? John said himself he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came into his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The Bible says as many as received him. There's too many in our generation that only receive their comfortable perception of Jesus Christ. I know some that only receive him as a baby. They believe his birth, but they don't receive much beyond that. They are Christmas Christians. They are comfortable acknowledging his birth, but there's so much more to the Savior than him wrapped in swaddling coals in a manger. They know him on Christmas, but that's about all that they know. I know some that will go even farther than that, that will get beyond the manger and will go as far as to listening to his teachings. And that is important. It's important, mark it down, to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ, to follow him all the way. But hear me and hear me out. I believe his teachings are necessary. Every word that he spoke is vital for you and I today. But there's much more to this journey than just his birth and just his teachings. Matthew 16 and 24 says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Jesus don't want you just to follow him in the manger. He wants you to follow him in his life, follow him to the cross. But even after the cross, you've got to find that upper room. You've got to find him after his passion. Christ is letting us know we must follow Him in every phase. So what phase are you in today? And what phase do you lack in your life? God is looking for a follower that will walk with Him every stage of His life. Jesus is simply saying, follow me. So where did He go? What did He do? Well there's three major events that happened in his life. There's his death, there's his burial, and there's his resurrection. How can we experience these three major events in his life? He wants us to follow him through every single one of them. I want to read something to you from the book of Romans today. The Bible says in Romans 19 and or excuse me 5 and 19 it says For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover the law entered that the offense may abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through the righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And verse 3 so powerfully says, Know ye not that many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. So number first on the list, you have got to experience his death. You must follow him to his death. And this is how we are connected through his death, is to repent. Repentance is our death. That is how we die out to Christ. Paul said, I die daily. If you're going to follow Jesus Christ, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you've got to have an example of death in your life, which is repentance. And if you have not repented, today is the day of salvation. Right now is the time to confess your sins. John preached repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus preached repent or perish. Peter preached repent in Acts chapter 2. you got to follow him to the cross. But you can't stop there because the story didn't end at the cross. You see, the enemy wants us to keep his resurrection on one service a year, that Easter service, Well, we celebrate that he's risen. I am for Easter service. I am for celebrate his risen. But I'm telling you, it's more than just one day, one spot in history. We have the opportunity to live in his resurrection. We have the opportunity to have the power of his resurrection. The enemy is still conspiring against him. The enemy is still wanting to keep certain things out of the church. Because he desires for everyone to live without two very important things. And I'm going to tell you, this, this culture of Christianity, they're, they're mo- most are just a third of the way there they're at the cross they've got it they know that you've got to repent and that is great it's under, it's, everybody needs to understand that we need to repent but we cannot stop at the cross you can't leave him at the cross you've got to go beyond that if, if, if things happen beyond that if things happen after his death then it means something to us today what is next? What took place after his death, his burial? Verse 4 says, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. You cannot forget about his burial. You cannot forget about the tomb. Colossians 2 and 12 reiterates we are buried with him in baptism. I'm trying to connect some things for you today. Our burial is baptism. It's not good enough to die with him. But you've got to be willing to be buried with him as well. I said it's not good enough to die with him. Ever? You can't stop at the cross. You've got to be buried with him. A lot of people don't mind meeting him at the cross, but they fail to, bear, to follow him to a burial. If I'm going to die with Christ, I want to be buried with Christ. If I want to follow him to the Christ, Bishop, I want to follow him to the grave. And we can't cut that out. We cannot remove that from the scriptures if I want to die with him I must be willing to be buried with him Jesus said himself except a man be born of water and of spirit he cannot see the kingdom of God we must follow him completely not just part of the way but all of the way sure his death is important but his burial is important as well. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Peter preached, repent, and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. No one, and I repeat, no one was exempt. It doesn't matter what's on the church sign. It doesn't matter the title of your organization. Everybody needs to be buried with him. With him. We I must be baptized with him. During biblical times, burials was very important. In the book of Genesis, Abraham negotiated for the grave of his wife. The negotiations and details were documented in the Word of God. It was important. Graves were sometimes marked with pillars. It was important how you were buried. It was important where you were buried. And in many cases, it was important who you were buried with. When you read about their deaths in the Old Testament, Bishop, most of the time you will find out where they were buried. Sarah was buried in the cave of Mamre. Rebecca's earth was buried beneath an oak. Joseph died and was placed in a coffin in Egypt, but later his bones was retrieved and taken home because of the importance of where he was buried. He said, I don't want to be buried in some place. I want to be buried with my fathers. I want to The Bible said David slept with his fathers, which means he was buried with him. After Jesus died, he borrowed a tomb, which was perfect for him because he wasn't going to be using it very long. The Bible tells us that he rose from the grave. Now, I'm glad that we are serving a risen Savior, but he did go to a tomb. He was buried. and we must be buried with him. The Bible says King Isa was buried with his father, David. It's important for many to be buried with their fathers. It's an honor to be buried with your father. They wanted to be bound together in death. Families were buried together. Even if it meant traveling great distances to do so, it meant something to be buried with their fathers. It was important. Still in our generation, we will make arrangements before death. This is how I want to be buried. This is who I want to be buried next to. David said, bury me with my father. I don't want to be buried with anybody else. I want to be buried with my father. Many in the Old Testament, hear me, hear me out this morning, many in the Old Testament believed that if they were buried with good men, it would make them better men. In the New Testament, you do not find the same emphasis on burial. You don't know where they're buried. It doesn't mention who they were buried with, where they were buried. You know why? Because the New Testament got the spiritual burial. After Jesus lived, died, and resurrected, there was a spiritual burial given. And everybody realized, it doesn't matter really where your bones are placed as long as you've been buried with him in baptism. The verdict is in. This is how I feel. If I die with him at Calvary, I want to be buried with him. I want to take on the name of Jesus Christ. I want to be buried with him in baptism. Somebody shout, bury me with Jesus. Bury Jesus. After Jesus was buried, and after He rose from the grave, the entire New Testament church said, "I want to be buried with Him. I want to be buried with that name. I want to be buried with Him, one that died on the cross. If I die with Him daily through repentance, I want to die. I want to be buried with Him in baptism." It's so important that you get buried. Jesus said himself, except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot see the kingdom of God. Romans 6 and 4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death. I want to be buried with him. I want to be buried with Jesus. Now if I die with him, I want to be buried with him and I want to be resurrected with him. The Bible says many infallible proofs were done after his passion. It didn't stop at his passion. Have you went beyond his passion? Or do you make up the population that's just pretty much been to his death and that's it? To say there is nothing beyond repentance is to take out his burial and to take out his resurrection. To live without the Holy Ghost power in your life is to deny the existence of his power and his resurrection because that resurrection was for purpose. Just like his death was for a purpose, his burial was for a purpose, and his resurrection for a purpose. And the reason he got up was so that he could give you power to get up. The reason he was rose from the grave is that you could have power in this life. So we cannot simply stop after his suffering. The journey continues as powerful and significant as his death and burial was, it was all leading to a resurrection. Though the chief priest tried to cover it up, the word of the Lord says Luke 24 and 2, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of Lord Jesus and it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold two men stood by them in shining garments, and as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said among them, why seek ye the living among the dead. In other words, the journey has continued. He is not here. He is risen. I'm telling somebody, you've been to the cross. You've been to the cross. You've been to the cross. I'm glad you've been to the cross, but it's time to find his resurrection. You've met the cross You've met the Savior at the cross. Now it's time to join him in his resurrection. Now it's time to say, God, I need the power of your resurrection. I need more than forgiveness. I need more than a burial. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the Acts 2 power. (laughs) Lift your hands with me. Lift your hands with me right now. Devil keep him in a tomb in your life, and every day you live without the Holy Ghost is a day you allow the enemy to keep your Savior in a tomb. He's not in the tomb. Don't seek the living among the dead, He's not here, He's risen. Those three words in verse 6, He is risen. Those three words split history in half. B.C. on one side, A.D. on the other, divided by three words, He is risen. 1 Corinthians 15 and 14 says, And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith also vain. But verse 19 says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are are of all men most miserable. But verse 20 says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and became the first fruits. Of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Are you hearing me? You're serving a risen Savior. The devil is a liar and the father of it. I gotta get beyond the cross. I gotta follow him. Confucius died heartbroken from the loss of his son and his favorite disciple. Buddha died from acute food poisoning after eating pork. Muhammad died from fever on Monday, June 8, A.D. 632. They are all still dead dead Jesus was brutally crucified but folks he rose from the grave the stone was rolled back he defeated all the odds by walking out of the tomb my question to you on this Sunday morning is have you followed him to his resurrection have you received his promise or has the enemy blanketed that part of your life and says oh all you need is forgiveness no you need his resurrection Come on, let's stand and lift our hands and thank Him. I believe somebody can receive the Holy Ghost right now in faith, believing, receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you need it, you can receive it right now. I feel that resurrection power in this room today. I believe God wants to fill some people with the Holy Ghost today. You can be seated. Be seated. The cross is powerful. His death is undeniable. But I'm telling you, it's a frustrating Christianity to be locked at the cross and never find the resurrection. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something about the God. I don't care what anybody will try to tell you. Our God will not require us to repent and die and give everything and unload without Him giving us something to put inside of our lives. The power to do better. The power to walk in truth. The power to walk in the newness of life. Some of you have been living a frustrated Christianity simply because you are living without His resurrection. You've been calling those tongue talkers crazy for years. But in truth, that is the resurrection power. It's the new birth experience. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. And you need it, honey. You need the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Acts 1 and 4. The Bible says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Everyone say wait wait for the promise wait wait a minute there's, there's more you really there's more yeah there's a promise this is after his death I'm telling you too many people listen to that it is finished and they want to think it says I am finished he wasn't finished at the cross he wasn't finished at the cross but that's just like the enemy because he wants us to be in an it is finished season with an I am finished attitude That's just what Satan loves. For us to be in an it, it is finished season with an I am finished attitude. You are not finished. This season is finished. This season is done. But the journey is continuing. Read it. Read it for yourself. He's directing them further. He's not saying, all right, boys, it's all over with. He's saying, go, wait for the promise. He says, you've heard of me. John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence." Lord, have mercy. Somebody needs the Holy Ghost today. Somebody needs the Spirit of God. In other words, what he is saying is I have risen, but now you're going to experience this power, this resurrection power. Romans says that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. There's power in his resurrection. Don't stop at the cross. Follow him to the upper room in Jerusalem. You've been to the cross for pardon, but you haven't been to the upper room for power. And it's frustrating living a life with just pardon and no power. I'm not preaching against the cross. I'm preaching for the cross. But I'm saying after you meet him at the cross, you better meet the resurrected Christ. I know too many people in this world, they've met the death of Christ, but they haven't met the resurrection of Christ we're going all the way back to a New Testament enemy that wants to keep him covered up, that wants to say it's not important. Right. They just want a glimpse. Oh, yeah, celebrate. Ha-ha, woo-hoo. He got up from the grave. It's more to it than just a glimpse. There's power in it. There's a reason for it. And he done it so that you could have Power. <laughs> Follow him to an upper room. We have missed we've missed it. If we can only say he is risen but we cannot say I am risen. The enemy loves people to announce that he is risen but not be able to say I am risen. Just like the first disciples and I'm getting close to closing here. Our greatest need is not just to hear about his resurrection but to have the resurrection happen to us. You have met the death of Christ through repentance at the cross. Some may have even been buried with Christ in his baptism. But have you met the resurrected Christ in the upper room? Or has someone pretty much told you that that dispensation has come to a close? That that book is shut? Why should a book that Jesus opened himself? Have you met the resurrected Christ in the upper room? His resurrection power can change your life. Acts 1 and 6 says, When they therefore were come together, they ask of Him, saying, Lord, will Thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in His own power, but ye shall receive power. He's directing you to power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. You know what Jesus is saying? It ain't over yet. I'm fixing to revolutionize this church by giving it power. He said, you're going to have power to become a witness unto me, both in Jerusalem, to all Judea, into Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. He changed his disciples. I want you to stand with me today. Please hear me for just the next few moments right here. Feel the Lord behind what I'm saying today. The most powerful historical proof of His resurrection to me is His resurrected disciples. Go with me for a moment. God took dull, defeated men and turned them into fearless leaders after His passion. Watch this. From the time Jesus was in the garden till he found them after his resurrection, read it how you want to read it, but as I read it, the disciples were in hiding, fearing the Jews, but after they saw him, God have mercy for the Holy Ghost. After they came in contact with the resurrected Savior. They went from fearful to fearless. Just like that. After they saw him, after his resurrection, he breathed on them, and then they took the gospel to the world with boldness which fulfills the prophecy that you will be witnesses unto me because I'm giving you power to become witnesses after, 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 after the Holy Ghost. Not after the cross, after the Holy Ghost. The cross is important, not denying that. But he said after the Holy Ghost. In other words, you're not going to receive the power to be a witness until after the Holy Ghost. Do you have fear? Do you have doubt? Are you letting the world put you in hiding? I say it's time to meet a resurrected Jesus. I say it's time to find him in the upper room. The all-important question today is what will his resurrection do in your life? Are you happy with the knowledge alone? Or do you want his resurrection power yourself? I want the music to come. I want to, I want to show you something that I, I've, I've thought about a lot here lately. Consider Thomas. What, is, what, what do we call Thomas? What is that? Doubting. doubting Thomas. Many refer to him as Doubting Thomas. Thomas was the one who wanted to fill the wounds. He wanted to fill the place where the spear punctured his side. He wanted to fill the nail-scarred hand. We've been calling him Doubting Thomas for years. But maybe we should be calling him Pragmatic Thomas or Forensic Thomas. Jesus did say, Blessed are they that have not seen yet believed. But hear me and hear me well, folks. Something happened to old Thomas after he examined and he met the resurrected Christ. Sure, his words were harsh, Brother McGee, when he said, Blessed are those that have not seen, but yet will believe. But Jesus did not hinder him one moment from experiencing the resurrected Christ. Many of you probably don't even know this about Thomas. But after his experience old Doubting Thomas took the gospel to several countries by himself including India where most feel like he died as a martyr it is an injustice for us to call him today Doubting Thomas when this man gave his life for the gospel but something happened after the resurrection once he met the resurrected Christ it made the difference and ladies and gentlemen if it can make the difference for the disciples if God Can take a beat down, fearful group of men and transform them into apostles who are willing to give their life for the gospel's sake. If Jesus Christ and His resurrection can give Him that much power, what could His Holy Ghost do for you today? How much could this Holy Ghost help your fears, your unbeliefs, your lack of courage? Lift your hands with me. Come on, lift your hands with me right now. I'm asking you a very serious question. Have you found His resurrection in your life? Have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost yet? It is is very simple. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That work is not done, it is still going on. I see people get the Holy Ghost weekly at times. I've seen them get it in the Middle East. I've seen them get it in South America. I've seen them get it in Ireland. It's happening all over the world. You can deny it all you want to, but you're playing right into the enemy's hands of trying to cover up something that the devil don't want you to know about. But let me tell you, there is an unmasking, an unveiling that's about to happen in our world that people need to realize there is power in His resurrection. Lift your hands right now. I believe you can receive the Holy Ghost. Have you received the Holy Ghost? I was preaching this a few weeks ago at a church. And had a precious soul. Made a comment in the revival, Brother McGee. She was seeking the Holy Ghost, and she she went back to her home church, and her pastor tried to tell her, say, "No, you received the Holy Ghost when you believed." That's unscriptural. Unscriptural. Paul said himself when he met some disciples, he says, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Make fun of them. Tell me it's silly. Number one contributing author of the New Testament church was a tongue talker. Yeah, yeah. One of his apostles were tongue talkers His mother was a tongue talker left its mark. The whole New Testament's full of tongue talkers. People that spoke in an unknown language which is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. That is the New Testament evidence of the Holy Ghost. They knew that they had received the Holy Ghost because they had spoke in a different tongue. Why did God choose the tongue? Well your tongue's supposed to be unruly and full of deadly poison. I think God wanted to prove a point. If they can yield their tongue if they can receive the Holy Ghost and speak in a holy utterance you have completely allowed God to fill your life. Someone here today needs to receive the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray. I want you to take your neighbor by the hand right now. I want you to pray. Yeah, you've met the resurrection. Have you been buried yet? Two things need to happen. Someone in this room needs to be baptized in Jesus' name. You need to talk to Pastor McGee. You need to get ready. You need to get baptized today before the sun goes down. If I was you, I'd get buried with Jesus and I would try to find that resurrection in my life. Are you battling fear? You need more Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We need to be empowered with the Holy Ghost. Doubting Thomas needs to be turned into missionary Thomas. Are you hearing me? Doubting James needs to be transformed into preaching James. Come on, we need power to be a witness. I refuse to believe that I am finished. The journey continues. The journey continues. Come on, there's, been a bit, there's a baptism of the Holy Ghost going on right now. Come on, if you're here today and you want this resurrection power, come on, I, I want us all, why don't we just gather around the front of the church right now, every last one of us. Come on, why don't you step out in the aisle with your hands raised, saying, God, I want this. Tired of living without your power? I knew there was something more to it. He didn't stay at the cross my experience can't stop at the cross after his passion I gotta find after his passion I gotta find his resurrection I'm tired of being fearful I don't want to be a Gideon any longer I want to find that power to be a witness come on lift your hands come on I want to ask you to keep coming forward those of you that are in the aisle empty that aisle right now come on forward we want everybody to get as close as you can come on with hands raised this is a New Testament church this is a New Testament experience Come on, lift your hands if you want this power. If you want this power, receive it. Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, prayer warriors. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.